0: The Olympic Games.
1: The curling edition.
2: Curling edition. Welcome, folks, to the Olympic Games. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Moon, joined by Nick Kelly.
1: We are the Creepy Curlers, as you'll remember. That's right. This is the Creepy Curlers
2: podcast. And we're just a couple of dumb dudes, aren't we?
1: We are. Uh, ben, have you actually watched any curling yet? Because I haven't seen any yet.
2: I don't think any curling has been on, but I I actually wouldn't know because I haven't watched any Olympics yet, including
1: the opening ceremonies. Now that seems counter-ben-tuitive.
2: <laughs> counter-ben-tuitive. It is as we it's it's look it's no secret that I love the Olympic Games. Uh, the only sports I really watch are the Olympics and motorsports, and I am. I cannot find it within me to get excited about these Olympic games. Um, You know, a number one, it's in China and there's a lot of human rights abuses there going on. And uh, they're really the only, they're, they are the site of this, these winter Olympics because all the other countries pulled out of the running. So it was just like, it was either going to be Kazakhstan or China. And so, but so that, so that's one thing. And then, I feel like we just had the Olympics because we did last year. Yeah. Um, I need the two. It, this has taken me out of the rhythm. I have a two-year rhythm, okay. Yeah. And this has taken me. This is this is uh, thrown a wrench in the rhythm, okay. I understand. I understand this feeling. So, I'm going. Look, also, I've been going to bed early. I've been going to bed at like nine o'clock, nine thirty. That's early for me. Um, so, I'm going to watch this. I'm. Going, we have the opening ceremonies taped. Um, and so I'm going to watch them. Uh, just, I got to get there. You know, I've
1: been busy. First, you'll have to find a time machine to go back to use a VCR to watch your tape. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't, I
1: don't have anything to play a
2: tape. <laughs> this droid's got a bad motivator. So I will watch that. But I, but, uh, you know what? I, I have been watching. I've been watching that Boba Fett.
1: What we done had watched this past week. Let's talk about Book of Boba Fett. Guys. Well, it's really the Book of Mandalorian. Yeah, it's the book is Mandalorian
2: 2.5. Yeah. Man, the the last episode, wowie. The last two episodes, wowie kazowie.
1: Yeah, I think can we talk about specifics? It's been half a week and it, this it'll be like almost a week by the time this podcast comes out. I want I feel like we can talk about this episode.
2: That we have not received any. At least I haven't. I don't know about you. We have not received any feedback of someone saying, "Hey, spoilers." Have you received anything like that?
1: No, but also, okay. If you, uh, if you want to not hear about Bo- uh, book of Boba Fett, use our timestamp feature in the uh show notes to skip over the what we done watched (laughs) or just go ahead a couple minutes or something i don't know we're gonna talk about this episode
2: they have been the last two episodes bringing in elements from clone wars they have yes and you're that makes you very excited
1: yeah the clone wars the clone wars series is my favorite star wars thing like i like it better than the original trilogy i like it better than the prequel trilogy It's just because I think a series is better, and then Ahsoka Tano is the best Star Wars character, in my opinion. So her being the main character of the Clone Wars series makes it, so far, the best thing. Uh, It has the best side characters, and they're starting to pull those side characters into live action, which is very cool. And a character who is in my top five Star Wars characters was brought into this week's episode, and that would be Cad Bane.
2: Cad Bane. Um, I want to say two things about Ahsoka and Cad Bane. Yep. They look like they were pulled from the pages of a comic.
1: Yeah, they look awesome.
2: They look awesome. Like, someone said that they didn't like Cad Bane's face, like it was CGI or something. I thought it was completely a mask. I thought there was no CGI.
1: There was no CGI. It was practical.
2: Yeah, so I don't know what that is all about. He looked like he came from a video game or the Clone Wars. He looked amazing
1: yeah he looked incredible and his mouth his mouth looked just so good the way it moved but yeah, yeah. he wasn't c g it was a it was a mask with like uh puppet stuff in it you know like his eyes yeah. were remote controlled and stuff
2: oh okay and he um his voice actor is the actual voice actor from the show right
1: yeah which is was very important to me like i've i've wanted him to be in live action, but i was like it has to be the voice because his voice is very distinct mm-hmm. and uh He's he was just one of my favorite characters. He's he's so cool in the cartoon, you know. He's like the bounty hunter villain in Clone Wars. And then he's also in the Bad Batch as well. He actually beats up Boba in the Clone Wars. And he beats up Fennec in the Bad Batch. So, so he's kind of perfect for this this series because they're both the main characters. Uh, except yeah. for the last two episodes, they're not. but So he's like a big bad then. Yeah, he's pretty much... One of the main three antagonists that pops up, you know, in Clone Wars every so often, because it'll be like Grievous is is in it a lot, and it'll be Cabane, so stuff like that. Uh, apart from that, the the VFX for Luke are vastly improved. I didn't think they were bad in the final finale of Mandalorian. I thought they were great, but they're this is way better, even way better.
2: Agreed, way better, believable. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, it's like it was Luke. Yeah, fully Luke and and Ahsoka. Uh,
2: what did you think about Grogu jumping around?
1: I I enjoyed it. I just like Grogu. I liked seeing him.
2: Yeah, so they. I love the cliffhanger that they left the episode on. We'll have to see what the choice is after that.
1: Yeah, I guess they. I was watching an Easter egg video, and there's a scene in Lone Wolf and Cub, which is what Mandalorian is kind of based on. Yeah. Uh, where they make a. The child choose between a sword and a ball like are you going to be a samurai or are you going to be like normal
2: man these last two episodes have been so good gosh i just i can't wait i just want more it's just great it's good stuff
1: i want to put forth a, a theory just so it's in writing if i'm right Ooh. yeah okay i think the leader of the syndicates is going to be kira from solo uh she was in red dawn she was like an oh. apprentice to maul and uh he's not maul's not around after rebels Uh, in charge of these syndicates Uh, so he having abandoned the syndicates and rebels would have probably left them to Kira and I understand from some sort of Star Wars canonical comics that that is the case that she's in charge of like Crimson Dawn Um, I think she's probably gotten more powerful and is in charge of the pikes as well so I think in Mm. tomorrow's episode I believe that Kira from Solo will show up and be a villain.
2: What's the ship, the Crimson Dawn ship that um, that Vision had?
1: Oh, uh, uh, what was his ship called? I don't remember the name of the
2: ship. Yeah, I almost put that as the answer to my... Because it, it's a starship, isn't it? It has the ability to be a starship?
1: Yeah, he's got... It was a cool ship. Yeah, it's a cool ship. Maybe someone it, I... answered that in the questions times.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe... <laughs> Uh, that was the, that was gonna be like an honorable mention. So that's an interesting theory. We'll have to see uh, if that's if that comes true. Next time we record, we're, we're gonna have to make a big deal about that.
1: Yeah, that's my theory. I think Kira will be in the next episode.
2: We shall see. Um, I finished Gundam Unicorn.
1: Where does it rank amongst the Gundams?
2: Uh, animation is at the top. Like story and elements, kind of low for me. The the whole new type thing. I think it when it's subtle, it's best when it's subtle because they're like. They have like psychic abilities that okay. like, they can communicate like psychically and that sort of thing. It's almost it's almost like a spider sense as well. But in this one, they make these like psycho fields where they're like blocking like blaster fire and stuff. It's just kind of weird and wonky. There's moments in Gundam where you're like, oh man, this is good. Like this is there's some good things here. And then they just it kind of just goes off the rails a lot of times. It's weird. It's like, you know how some sci-fi it feels futuristic and just well thought out, and, and you know, if you have good sci-fi, and it, it, Gundam only feels like that sometimes. Gotcha. Yeah. So I think I like a little bit more grounded in reality Gundam because because in J- in Japan, just in Japanese like anime storytelling, there's basically two types of robots. Uh, you have like real robots, and then you have magical robots there's terms for these i forget what they are but there's like there's like magical robots
0: the terms this dumb dude is referring to are known as real
1: robots and super robots
2: and uh and i think i like more of the real robots we gotcha yeah
1: so i don't know enough about different animes to know about that like i've watched dragon ball and cowboy bebop (laughs) and sailor moon
0: sailor moon I want pancakes.
1: force. So that, but I really hadn't, I mean, I've,
2: I've literally been going to bed very early, so I haven't been watching a whole lot, but uh, you've watched a couple of things here.
1: Yes. So uh, last weekend we watched, because Jess hadn't seen Dune yet, so we watched Dune in 4K. what she think? Uh, I, I don't know. She didn't say an opinion or anything, but uh, she watched the whole thing, so <laughs> must have enjoyed that. Uh, it looks so good in 4K. I wish that I had surround sound, though because mm. i feel like that rebecca ferguson whispers so much and it's so hard to hear her i feel like it's designed for surround sound
2: my sony uh headphones the are like 7.1 or 5.1 or something i'm gonna watch it with headphones
1: that's probably a good let me know if you can hear her better because okay. i was struggling i'm also i don't have the best hearing uh but yeah so i watched that and then i started watching uh murderville The uh, Will Arnett improv show, uh, detective show. It's pretty good. I watched the first three episodes. The Conan episode was funny and just Conan's reactions to everything were very good. The the Marshawn Lynch one, he was a lot funnier than I expected. Uh, I expected that to just not be funny, but he was funny. He he was just so gung-ho about everything that I enjoyed that. Uh but by far so far the Kumail one was the best because he's the only one that's made Arnett break. You know like Will Arnett can do the most ridiculous things and these other people are like unable to handle it. And Kumail laughed a lot. Like he cause I don't know how you can be around Will Arnett for more than 30 seconds without laughing cuz he's so funny. But they were making each other laugh, which was very fun. And just Kumail himself is just tremendously funny. And uh so that was the best one so far. My next episode is Annie Murphy so I'm excited about that.
2: Yeah. I need to I need to get on that. I I do want to watch these for sure. I will
1: I will say that because it's improv, uh it's not, you know, it's not written out ahead of time so it's not always funny. Like right, sometimes right. it doesn't land, but then you'll get like some gold in there, you know. It depends on the flow of of what's going on. And the sure. the show itself is sort of like a like if you're at like a like one of those mystery party things you know where it's solvable to the audience like they put clues because it's sort of like a game where the guest star has to solve the murder you know Mm. and so it's sort of like a game in that way so it's kind of cool it's i enjoy it and there's there's six episodes in season one so it's a fast watch and uh definitely worth checking out and then last night i watched ghostbusters afterlife
2: oh yeah what'd you think
1: i thought it was great i thought it was a lot of fun I liked uh, all the callbacks and stuff, and I liked the the new cast. There's, there's this kid, this little kid that's like a podcast kid. He's, like, obsessed with podcasts, so I felt seen. <laughs> uh, he was my favorite. And then uh, there's some stuff that, like, sometimes fan service annoys me, and it got close a few times with some stuff in here. Uh, but it never crossed the line. Uh, and one thing that I did like, and I can say this because it's in the trailer, is there's the little Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, and I was like, why would this exist? Because the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man was a thing specifically because Ray was trying not to think of anything, and he thought of the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Yeah. And then I was like, well, this movie's related to the first movie, so that that like form for gozer sort of exists already you know it's like yeah. so that's probably why so uh but the cast was good paul rudd's funny uh then the kids are good the tone was good i just enjoyed it well i
2: i'm gonna go ahead and just buy that on 4k and then just have it that's what we
1: did it. it's worth yeah. it's worth owning it was real yeah. good
2: i don't think that's a risk there yep um all right well that's what we done head watch and uh, we got a little bit of new news
0: This is the Dumb Dudes News Network.
1: Yeah. This first one on here, I'm only putting on here because I reference this game so much. But uh, apparently they're making a a TV series out of America McGee's Alice. The game that sat on the shelf at the Sockville Walmart in Sockville, Wisconsin, for at least eight years. (laughs) This game is like a weird, violent, dark Alice in Wonderland puzzle-solving game, I, I believe. The TV adaptation is being written by David Hader, who is the voice of Snake on Metal Gear Solid. David Hader. Snake. And the writer of X-Men from the year 2000 and the Watchmen movie that Zack Snyder made. David Hader. Now he's writing America McGee's Alice. Sarah Michelle Gellar owned the film rights to this herself personally for a long time. I don't know if she sold them or if she's like a producer or something. That's random. I feel like she was like, maybe I can do something with this. And then now she's like, I don't really want to do stuff like this. <laughs> she's like in full mom mode.
2: And I wonder if she has enough money to you could just retire.
1: Probably. She just does what she likes now. Like she just, she's very family oriented.
2: To me, it's like once you have maybe more than $10 million like in your bank account, like why do you keep working? Why would you keep working?
1: Well, this is like the arts you know so people do it because they want to
2: yeah that's true because if i was retired like now i'd just do art so yeah so this is art get for it. them this is art. yeah okay well i don't i have no connection to this i never played this i don't like necessarily like i love alice in wonderland and stuff but i don't know about this
1: i have never played it i don't i wouldn't like it i don't like dark violent things yeah me neither G- generally especially if it's like something that's for kids and you turn it into it that i hate yeah uh, i just had to bring it up because of how many times i've talked about this game you know <laughs> yep uh i'm more interested in this next thing this next thing is the best uh so we we talked about this a lot because of kevin the, the swat cats met its demise too early back in the day and they, the Tremblay brothers, who created it, wanted to bring it back, and that has finally worked out. And they are bringing SWAT Cats back.
2: Yeah. So this is a reboot, and I'm glad that we have people that are sort of like passionate about it because mm-hmm. they'll they'll pour hard work into it and and make it good with you know updated abilities for doing animated stuff. So I think it'll look great. I think it'll be well written. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, and it'll be free of Ted Turner and his, <laughs> his uh, claws. So yep. this is going to be called SWAT Cats Revolution. It's made by the original people who made SWAT Cats. SWAT Cats is great and uh, as more information comes out on this, it'll be sort of in our regular rotation of news things.
2: It for sure will. And it, th- This article said it was geared towards uh, 5 to 11 year olds. That's not accurate. We're th- th- in our 30s. Yeah, we 35 to, to
1: 30 11 year olds. Yeah,
2: there it is. <laughs> So, we'll, we'll definitely keep everybody up to date uh, with what we find about this. Uh, Google, set to set yourself to give me updates, Google. Uh, Google did not hear me no. say that. Sorry. Uh, all right. So, that is all the Dumb Dudes news. Uh, do you have an off-the-cuff question-towns?
1: Have I got an off-the-cuff question-town? Um...
2: If, you, if you were forced to take some sort of ip and make it dark and violent or <laughs> literally forced what would it be
1: okay what's the yeah let's do a variation of that we're also what is the stupidest dark and violent remake you can think of
0: oh <laughs> uh, that, that that
2: actually happened or just imaginary imaginary i want to know okay.
1: like what is the dumbest thing that could turn into a gritty reboot <laughs> All I can think of in my mind
2: is Teletubbies.
1: <laughs> Murder Tubbies. Yeah, it would be like a post-apocalyptic thing where they're like monsters, like radiation yeah. monsters.
2: Yeah, and they have like, and it'd be like um, like the Centurions, like the old show, the Centurions, like one goes in water, one's the air, <laughs> you know, one's like in land. Uh. Then they have different, you know, one's got like a, like a chain gun, like in Predator, and one's got like a sword, <laughs> you know.
1: Uh, what what about me? What's the dumbest The Pawpaw Bears. <laughs> Do you remember the Pawpaw Bears? No. It was like this weird, like Native American derivative bear cartoon where I think like it was probably not very culturally sensitive. There was like these bears that were like Native American themed bears. And it was a Hanna Barbera esque cartoon that was on Cartoon Network in the nineties and i want I want to not see a dark and gritty reboot of the Papa Bears uh that's done in like uh the style of like bone tomahawk <laughs> the <laughs> the only Kurt Russell movie I could not watch i don't I can't say I've seen that one. It's just the most random thing I could think of that would also be the stupidest thing all right well, folks, if you have
2: something off the top of your head or maybe a good idea which is which is in reality the dumbest gritty dark reboot that you can think of let us know show us your creativity
1: yeah you'll probably be better than us because we literally thought of this on the fly
2: yeah so that was the question times on the fly qualtion times and then that uh, brings us to the new new. New new. New new. New new. Trailers, folks. We have an a, 8, a 8. But it's actually more than that because we got the Netflix 2022 movie guide trailer. I guess you call it a trailer.
1: Yeah, it's pretty much a trailer. It's a trailer for what's happening in Netflix in 2022. Yeah, so that's gonna be
2: a lot of stuff. It. So that'll be a lot of a good stuff to talk about. But man, we are starting it off hot. We, this is the hotness, that new hotness. We got a, a true trailer for Halo, the Paramount Plus TV series.
1: Yeah, this is like a real trailer for Halo, starring Pablo Schreiber as Master Chief, uh, the Master Chief. Don't 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 forget, and uh, of course Jen Taylor as Cortana. This looks awesome it did not disappoint
2: in the least
1: yeah i don't know much about i played halo one i don't know a lot about the rest of halo from what i could tell from this trailer the plot is different than the game a little bit yeah so they they've taken some creative liberties which i'm sure some people on the internet are probably crying about right now Oh sure of course however the aesthetics of this are so perfect that it should to me overpower the any slight storyline changes.
2: Well, I honestly don't care because I never found the story in Halo to be, you know, all that amazing. It's not something I would write home about. Yeah. I like the universe. I listen, I'm not a Halo fan, okay? Like quote unquote fan. I played Halo 1 through 3. I played a lot of Halo 2 multiplayer. I like Halo. I like it. I'm not. I don't like it enough to make a costume from it. Although I have a lot of friends who are into Halo and they want me to. I, I'm not going to do it. But I tell you, I cannot wait for this. I think this looks so good. I think the costumes and props look amazing. The special effects look amazing. You know, it's. We've been wanting this for a long time. I've always wanted a live action Halo, and I, you know, I think this is a great place for it. You know, a series. Um, they can kind of flesh it out and uh so i look forward to what they're going to do with the story because i have no i'm not precious about the halo story from the games
1: yeah i think we're on the same page here i agree with everything you said i really like the cast as well bokeem woodbine is in this Uh, Mm -hmm. people may remember him as shocker from spider-man homecoming or from season two of fargo and actually he was in ghostbusters afterlife it has Looney. is Love lovegood in this is she is it Luna Lovegood that plays the
2: female, uh, one of the female Spartans?
1: Oh, maybe. Uh, I don't know her name, so I don't know how to tell on IMDb. Natasha McElhone is Dr. Halsey. Charlie Murphy is, is somebody. Yeah, sorry, I don't know enough about Harry Potter or Halo to know that. <laughs> I know that Burn Gorman is in here. He was great in Pacific Rim. He was Charlie Day's partner in Pacific Rim.
2: Nick, we're going to find out if this is Looney Lovegood.
1: What's her name? Ivana Lynch? She's not in it. It's
2: not her. Okay. Somebody was just must have thought she looked like Luna Lovegood. Yeah. Confirmed Luna Lovegood is not in Halo, guys.
1: Yeah, I don't know who thought she was, but stop trying to trick us. That definitely wasn't us who were wrong. Hey, hey. Hey, stop
0: trying to trick us. Stop it. Get some
1: help. And if you don't care about video games or Halo, this just looks like good sci fi. So it's win win, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, honestly, that's the way you should go into this. Like, it's like, well, I don't care about Halo or video games. Like, just go into this and say, oh, do you like sci fi? Yeah, oh, go into this is just looking
1: at it sci fi. Yeah, it looks really good. I don't want to watch it. And then plus, I have Paramount Plus. So,
2: well, you know, traditionally, I have always said that I liked, uh, you know, Ma- uh, is it Man of Steel that I like?
1: Yeah. Uh, Man
2: of Steel. I, I don't know. So what's Is it Superman, the Zack, Zack Snyder, Superman in Call Man of Steel?
1: Yeah. You like the movie? I thought you just liked the trailer. No, no. I I
2: love the movie. I love the movie because I went into it with no expectations and was like, oh, this is a sci-fi. Hmm. But I went into it like like very early in the movie. I was like, oh, this is a sci-fi. And so that was my mindset when I went in and I liked it because I didn't view it as a Superman movie I view it as a sci-fi movie.
1: I saw it as a weird, thinly veiled uh, Ayn Rand uh, metaphor and I didn't care for it. It's very libertarian in its ethical boundaries. What was? Man of Steel? Man of Steel. It's, it's like Atlas
2: shrugged vibes. I don't know enough. I've never read Ayn Rand, so I'm not like I'm, I'm unable to make the connection.
1: Hmm. I, I, it was too much for me. I, I I couldn't get past that when I was watching it. Interesting. I've never heard that before. Well, I might be the only one who thought that too. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't. I don't think I've come across that uh, that connection there.
1: Hold on, another another Google segment. What if I Google "Man of Steel" I'm, and it auto completed? Oh wow! There's a lot of articles, but I'm not gonna read through them. So a lot of people made that connection.
2: Oh okay, okay. Yeah, I had no. I, I had no idea that was a thing. I basically went in, went into it like a dum-dum, just just watching a sci-fi, because I'm not a Superman fan or anything. Yeah, me neither. Halo, we're in. I don't know. I don't know. Do I have Paramount Plus? If I have like Hulu or something, or do I have to like get it separately? It's a
1: separate thing. I I got ten months of it for you with my TV when I bought my TV, oh, so I okay, have it free okay. right now, which should overlap with the start of Halo.
2: Well, if this if they release all of the episodes at once, I'll go ahead and get a month of it and then just watch it and then uh, end it.
1: Yeah, yeah. or I can give it. you my login. I mean, uh we wouldn't do that, Paramount. Oh well, yeah.
2: we we never do anything like that. Uh, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you after the show. (laughs) Uh, All right. So then uh, we have on the list here the Netflix 2022 movie guide, and we actually have a list of the some of these movies. Now they're planning to to release more than one movie a week.
1: Yeah, this list is pretty much most of the good ones, except they left off the most important one, which is the Gray Man. So I'm going to talk about the Gray Man first from a different list that's more comprehensive. So The Gray Man is when the CIA's most skilled mercenary, whose true identity is known to none, accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets, a psychopathic former colleague puts a bounty on his head, setting off a global manhunt by international assassins. This one is 100% the best one because it stars Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, and Anna Diarmis, and is directed by the Russo brothers. What I like that jumps out to me first is that Anna Diarmis is the bridge character between Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans because she's in Blade Runner 2049 with Ryan Gosling and she is in Knives Out with Chris Evans.
2: Yes, we I love her and I love this I love all the names that are associated with this. Yep. So, it's got to be good. I it's one of the ones I can't wait for.
1: I I have a weird uh man love for ryan gosling so Uh,
2: uh, which has been you know well established on
1: this podcast yeah so i already like that movie (laughs) that one's probably (laughs) the best one this other one that looks good is called the adam project with uh ryan reynolds
2: zoe saldana too
1: yeah it's from director sean levy who did free guy the Adam Project bucks conventional time-traveling wisdom with the story of Adam, a pilot who journeys into the past to, in order to save the future with the help of a younger version of himself and their father, who's already died in older Adam's time. The Adam Project also stars Zoe Saldana, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, Walker Scoble, and Catherine Keener. We gotta say it like the John Malkovich trailer. And Catherine Keener. Uh, this one comes out March 11th.
2: I wonder what Jennifer Garner's playing. I don't feel like she's been in anything except those uh, credit card commercials. What's in your wallet? Yeah, not lately. Not lately. I like her. I'm glad she's still getting work. That's good. Mm-hmm.
1: I like all those people. I don't know who Walker Scobell is off the top of my head, but I like all the rest of them. Yeah, I don't know who's Catherine Keener. Uh, Catherine Keener is in all the Spike Jones movies. Oh. Um, I I don't know which ones you've seen of of those, but did you see Forty Year Old Virgin?
2: Uh, parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing.
1: She's the main, the love interest in that. Uh, oh, okay. Steve Carell's. That's not a Spike Jones movie, but she's yeah. in every Spike Jones movie. I got you.
2: the The other one I'm kind of intrigued about is Day Shift. Um, this has got. Jamie Foxx. It's got Jamie Foxx in it. Uh, it's got, it's, oddly enough, Snoop Dogg is in this. Um, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't really recognize any of the um, other ones except for Dave Franco. This is, well, first of all, you might say, is this about vampires? I know I'm done. We're done with vampires. Zombie, zombies and vampires. We're done. Okay, honey. This is uh, about vampire hunters. And as we know, vampire hunters are infinitely more interesting than vampires.
1: Yeah, it's true.
2: Uh, we're big blade fans here we are so i'm actually because it because like during the day he's like normal guy and by night he is part of this international union of vampire hunters
1: he's the, like a pool cleaner during the day which is right <laughs> how can you be any more unassuming
2: yeah so i i'm looking forward to this uh just because i like i like vampire hunter stuff
1: I also uh, enjoy Dave Franco. I find him to be the superior of the two Francos.
2: I think we're all in agreement here. Uh, his brother's kind of problematic, too.
1: Yeah, his brother's a creep. Dave yeah. Franco is a, a funny guy, and he's married to Allison Bree and she seems happy with him.
2: I did not think I knew that. Yep. Well, um, I hope you have a happy marriage, guys. Uh the the other one that uh st- obviously Pinocchio we've talked about that but th- I'm kind of intrigued about The School for Good and Evil is this like a YA book that they have made into a show or something Uh a movie?
1: yeah I th- it has to be Charlie's Theron looks like uh kind of like Johnny Depp in Tim Burton's uh, <laughs> Alice in Wonderland in this <laughs> A little bit <laughs> Yeah uh this is directed by Paul Feig he's funny Uh Lawrence
2: Fishburne's in this Oh Michelle Yao's in this
1: we have Charlize Theron, Kerry Washington, Lawrence Fishburne, Michelle Yeoh, uh, Ben Kingsley, Patty Lapone, Rachel Bloom, Peter Serafinowicz, and Rob Delaney. I've heard of all of those people. The plot is it revolves around Agatha and Sophie, two best friends whose relationship is put to the ultimate test. And that's it's from kids' books, so.
2: Yeah, they go to a magic school for fairy tale heroes and villains.
1: Are we gonna see? Um
2: like traditional fairy tale heroes and villains, like are we gonna see like public
1: domain? Oh, you mean like that one movie, The Legends? <laughs> what was that movie? Tall Tale. Ah, yeah, sort of the same thing. It could be, but we also can't skip over Spiderhead because that was directed by none other than our our tone god, Joseph Kaczynski.
0: Oh yeah, we cannot skip over that. Yeah, um, Spiderhead
1: were... uh, was uh imagines a near future where convicted criminals like rachel and jeff are offered the chance for shorter prison stays in exchange for participating in experimental drug trials overseen by warden Abnesti, played by chris hemsworth uh guaranteed the tone of spiderhead is one that i will be interested in because it yep. is joseph kaczynski the music yep. will be awesome
2: yep all the things you say are true
1: yep there's there's some movie called slumberland which features like jay Jason Momoa with antlers and he lives in a closet. Yeah. And
2: he wears a top hat like the Mad Hatter.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know much about that one. Chris O'Dowd's in it. He looks like me. Uh, Kyle Chandler's in it. He looks like Ron Livingston.
2: Uh, wait, wait, this just in.
1: This just in. Missy has just informed
2: us that some people are fixing Cad Bane because they thought he didn't look accurate enough. I don't know who these people are, but I couldn't disagree more because he looked just as I would imagine him to look like in real life.
1: There's Duros in live action Star Wars, like the alien race that he is, the Duro. They're in the cantina in the first one. He looks just like they do, except he's wearing the clothes that Cabane wears. Would they just Just make him cartoony?
2: I, I don't know. I don't even care. Star Wars fans are the worst. I don't care. I don't want to even acknowledge these people. They're so dumb. They're the worst i don't care oh knives out too i'm definitely gonna watch knives out too
1: a hundred percent gonna watch knives out too yeah. uh enola Holmes two. i know missy said enola Holmes was really good i didn't see that one that though
2: yeah i don't know that's I, I feel like i have too much stuff to watch before i get to enola Holmes one
1: yeah there's a lot of stuff going on here but knives out two is is going to be great because oh, knives I'm out just- one is great
2: there's a clip in here of the atom project though where it's like they have some really cool special effects and like really cool weapons and and such and like gadgets and
1: whatnot oh yeah he does that flip with that stick
2: Mm Mm-hmm. yeah when you're watching it i was watching i didn't have any context for any of this and i was just i was sitting there going like where does he get these wonderful toys but he's from the future
1: that's what i was thinking as well because he's got that ship and then zoe salania has that gun and yeah Just good. Uh, All right, so
2: that is all the Netflixy flicks stuff coming out. Um, And then we have a trailer for After Yang.
1: Yeah, this is, In the near future, a family reckons with questions of love, connection, and loss after their AI helper unexpectedly breaks down. So this is with Colin Farrell. It's an A24 movie, which means they spent their time on it. I haven't heard of a lot of the other people other than Colin Farrell that are in this, so I'm Mm -hmm. not going to talk about the cast much, but this is an AI ethics movie which is one of my favorite subjects
2: you know i have i haven't thought much about that but when you put that on the time i was like oh yeah like i'm into that stuff too like uh devs and ex machina basically uh alex garland's movies you know yeah
1: that and battlestar galactica and and the quarians and the gath and I just her. That's my favorite thing her yeah just i love that kind of stuff
2: yeah it's really good this is. Um, I, I wonder if this is going to be a slow burn. I mean, like it looks like they put a lot of effort into like the cinematography and things like that. But uh, is it going to move too slow? Or are they going to keep it keep you thinking as you as you watch it? I, I wonder what the the pacing is going to be
1: like. If I know anything about h twenty four movies, it's that it will be uh, like a slow burn, and then at the end there will be like a powder keg explosion. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure if that's always the case with A24, but in the movies that I've seen, it sort of is like that. Did A24 sort of replace
2: M Night Shyamalan in that sort of tactic?
1: Yeah, but they've they're much more effective at it. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably so. Part of the words that they put on the screen on this is like people's reviews of it, and mm-hmm. uh, they said it's a something about how it's an interesting. Uh, I take on what it means to be human I'm sort of interested in in what that means
1: yeah having having taken my fair amount of philosophy and ethics c- courses in college that's I'm always obsessed with that kind of thing so I love that kind of stuff yeah
2: so we we may end up watching old uh, after yang yep yep the next trailer we have here is the offer
1: yeah this is it's miles teller week he's he's in one of, he's in that Joseph Kaczynski movie as well as this one uh he's he was he was Reed Richards in the very bad 2015 Fantastic Four so mm. i didn't i never saw that one cuz i love Fantastic Four too much but this is Oscar winning producer Albert S. Ruddy's never before revealed experiences of making the Godfather from 1972 now i'm going to be honest this is probably an unpopular opinion but i don't care about the Godfather <laughs> do you
2: i like Godfather 2 more than 1 i don't like godfather 3 i never made it to 3 yeah i'm not obsessed with them i i think they're good i'm not obsessed with them
1: yeah the first one's good i guess but here's the problem i watched sopranos and i thought sopranos was one of the best shows ever made like i love sopranos and then i was like oh i want to watch more like mafia stuff and then it's sort of the problem i have like I, I play red dead redemption and then any game i played after red dead redemption was bad because it wasn't red dead redemption so i sort of i watched the godfather after sopranos and i was like i don't like this as much as sopranos mm. so I, you know i don't know this has got giovanni ribisi in it though he's in spike jones no he's not in spike jones movies he played spike jones in lost in translation mm. an avatar of spike jones um colin hanks is in this juno temple from ted lasso
2: i didn't know that the making of the godfather movies was something of interest but i guess it is because they're yes and they made this
1: yeah i'm i'm a weirdo i don't care about the godfather so i don't i don't want to watch a movie about the making of a movie i don't care about
2: yeah that no that actually absolutely makes sense to you know i don't think i'll watch this i'm not interested enough in this um Unless somebody was like, you have to watch it, then I might check it out. But uh, yeah, as it is, I'm not going to go seek this out on my own. Uh-huh. So, um, all right. So then the next trailer we have here is for Killing It.
1: Yeah, this stars Craig Robinson. Uh, the plot is Class, Capitalism, and One Man's Quest to Achieve the American Dream. And this is a comedy from somebody who worked on Parks and Rec. I, it said from Parks and Rec writer, creator, or something. Or not Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine Nine. And uh, it stars Craig Gravinson who was really, really funny on Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
2: Yeah, this this one was really teasery um, because it was like it's like almost like a a very short scene from it. But there lately, there have been trailers for comedies where I haven't laughed. They haven't put really funny stuff in it.
1: Yeah, and and like the way that the world is right now, we need. To see the funny parts. so Like, I need some funny parts. I mean, haven't they ever heard of the healing power of laughter?
2: I, I guess they haven't, or at least the people who cut the trailers haven't. Yeah. But I need to see more of this. I, I want to see more of this, you know? It's just very teasery.
1: Yeah. I like Craig Robinson. I don't like everything he's in, but I always like him. Yeah. Although I think he was wasted on The Office because they made him play a straight man on The Office, you know?
2: Yeah. I I think you're right. Yeah.
1: He's... Like in Pineapple Express, that's my favorite character he plays. Do you ever see Pineapple Express? Mm-mm. Okay, I'm. I don't really like pot humor. I usually I'm about to say think, that's
2: like a weed a weed humor movie. Or yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> I, I usually find it really annoying, and because it's always the same. But for some reason, I just think Pineapple Express is extremely funny the entire way through, and I think it's because that. Seth Rogen's playing the character you would expect James Franco to have played, and James Franco is playing the character you'd have expected Seth Rogen to play. So the dynamics are thrown off, which makes it funnier to me. Hmm. And then uh, Craig, Craig Robinson, uh, he says he has this line in Pineapple Express where his partner's like going soft and he's he's like not a good hitman anymore. And Craig Robinson goes, What's wrong with you? I seen you pull somebody's jawbone off once. I seen it. <laughs> So oh that's cousins, where we get the meme yeah i always say i seen it because of him
2: okay yeah i've always wondered where that meme came from i never knew
1: yeah it's it's great he i just, I just really like pineapple express
2: okay maybe i'll need to watch that i don't because i yeah i don't like watch those pot
1: humor movies so. no i don't like pot humor at all i don't think it's funny right uh, but this is an exception you're saying pineapple express is an exception it's just funny on its own yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's a good movie. I'm laughing thinking about it.
2: Maybe I'll pull a quote out of there out of, off of YouTube or something.
1: You know what today is?
0: Tuesday. This is my cat's birthday today.
2: I don't see a cat
0: in here. I'm sorry. We let it out by accident? No, because he died three months ago, okay? So now who's the funny guy?
2: Uh,
1: next trailer we have here
2: is not a James Bond movie, but it's called A Day to Die.
1: <laughs> this isn't a good day to die. This is just a day to die. This is yet another... Sad Bruce Willis movie.
2: Sad Bruce Willis, and guess who he's teaming up with again?
1: <laughs> Non-sad Frank Grillo.
2: Non-sad Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo, who who was in a Marvel universe, Marvel cinematic universe movie, movie. Several of them, because he's several in, of Aven- them.
1: Frank Grillo is in Avengers Endgame, which is one of the highest-grossing movies in the history of time, and he's also in A Day to Die with Sad Bruce Willis.
2: Yeah, I don't. His his career is kind of up and down. There, this obviously looks terrible.
1: Yeah, uh, this has Kevin Dillon in it, not Matt Dillon. Kevin Dillon, the one from Entourage. <laughs> My favorite part of this trailer, though, it goes with Leon as blah blah blah. Like, Who's Leon? <laughs>
2: yeah, it just said with Leon.
1: <laughs> You're not like somebody. You're not like a guy who has no last name. Who are you, Leon? Yeah. Leon who?
2: Yeah, this is you ain't Aquafina.
1: Yeah, you're not Aquafina. You're not Beyonce. You're you're not Leon the Professional? Because that's John Renault, bud.
2: That's John Renault. Yeah. Get that don't get that twisted. This this is a terribly cut trailer. Let's just talk about the trailer itself. Terribly cut because it starts off where you're like, okay, somebody's daughter got kidnapped. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. And then it's like, we gotta steal this money. And then whose money is it? I don't know. There's loose ends. Loose ends to what? I don't know what's going on here. What is happening? I thought this was about kidnapping. Now we're talking about two million dollars and what? It, it's it, it. This is cut terrible. You don't even know what it's about.
1: Yeah, let's read the plot synopsis here to see if it if anything jogs a memory to you because it doesn't for me. After killing a drug syndicate member while protecting a parolee, Connor Connolly. <laughs> Connor Connolly has one day to pay $2 million in reparations. I'm sorry. Connor Connolly is the worst fake like movie name of all time. Terrible. Uh, a day to pay $2 million in reparations he doesn't have to Tyrone Pettis, played by The Leon. He is forced to ask his old military ops crew, of course, led by Bryce Mason, Frank Grillo, to come together and somehow get $2 million before Connor loses everything he loves yeah this is bad bad one i don't think bruce willis even spent a week filming this one
2: he may not have this might have been a two or three day shoot for him
1: Mm -hmm. do you think they sometimes just put two cameras on him and they use this angle for one of his other saban movies and this one for one of his vertical studios movies
2: they might because a lot of the shots may not even be him talking, and so they don't even cut. They just roll. And as he's, you know, as he's sitting there waiting for the next take, he's just waiting. He may make a facial expression. He may turn and look, just like that that trailer from a couple weeks ago. It's just dudes turning and looking. You know, they may just get shots of that and just reuse it. Like they basically use B roll footage and they take a couple of. They do all his lines in one day. And then every, and then basically that same day, all the B roll is taken of him just looking around and like leaning back in his chair and stuff. And so maybe it's a one day shoot for Bruce Willis.
1: A new theory emerges.
2: One day shoot for two movies.
1: I have a new one, even even newer. I just oh. thought of this. Okay, Do latest. you thinks that Bruce Willis is not actually in any of these things, and he's licensing out his likeness to deepfake technology. <gasps> Nick
0: did we just crack the
1: case is this it is these are these deep fakes are these deep fakes this man can't be in a hundred movies a week he's in we have every single week we have a sad bruce willis movie we do so even if it takes him a week to film a movie he's putting them out faster like we literally have one every week
0: this could be
2: we got to make a podcast look This this podcast ends at episode one twenty five, and then we go into an investigative journalism podcast about why Bruce Willis is sad.
1: We'll call it Free Bruce Willis.
2: Call it Free Bruce Willis, (laughs) and it'll be the next serial.
1: I think so. Yeah, I have a. I honestly am starting to question reality of whether he's in these things.
2: (laughs) Guys, we got to get to the bottom of this. We got to get to the bottom of this. Maybe I'll call that this episode. Nick cracks the the case.
1: Because I even like even think about it. He's easier to replicate than Mark Hamill. Because we've seen them do it in Looper with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. They turned him into Bruce Willis. They did. I was joking at first, but now I'm not. <laughs>
0: hey,
2: sometimes jokes turn into case cracking. <laughs>
0: or as Sidney Powell would say, release the kraken."
1: Yep. Or Liam Neeson.
0: Or Liam Neeson. Liam, Liam Neeson. Trying to do his American accent. I'm Liam Neeson. I'm a. I pass as an American. Hello, I am from Oklahoma. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't born here. I came over on a boat. Liam Neeson is turning. He's turning into a pirate. (laughs) Gar. (laughs) (laughs) Liam Neeson's a pirate. Commodore Neeson.
1: You know what they say? They say he can't be killed. They say he drinks blood. They say.
2: They say. I say it's time for the next trailer that we have on the list here, which is The Last Days of Ptolemy Gray.
1: Suddenly left without his trusted caretaker, Ptolemy Gray is assigned to the care of orphaned teenager Robin. When they learn about a treatment that will restore Ptolemy's memories, it becomes a journey towards shocking truths. Uh, This trailer had sort of like a Flowers for Algernon vibe where it looks like he's going to get all these memories and then they're going to maybe start to go back away or fade away again.
2: That's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, Sam Jackson plays a good old man. I'll tell you that he, he plays a convincing old man.
1: Yeah, and also the makeup in this movie is really good because they're like switching his age around, and mm-hmm. I don't know which one's the real Samuel L. Jackson.
2: <laughs> I mean, he is old. He's in his sixties, isn't he?
1: I think he's like seventy at this point. Oh, he may,
2: he may be. So this uh, the, the premise is interesting. Like, what if you could have like perfect recall mm-hmm. from like even your childhood? That'd be pretty. That you could be powerful with that.
1: I could see that would have benefits, and also you would have to be able to perfectly recall all the cringe things you've done in your life.
2: Yeah, that is true. It's a blessing and a curse, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But yeah, he starts to lose it, so that, uh, that that's how they can make a, a whole season out of this.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I think it's a movie. Oh, oh, is it a movie?
2: Okay, it's it's on uh, Apple TV Plus, I think.
1: Yeah, no, it is a it is a series. Yeah, you're right.
2: Got to have that content, man. You gotta you gotta put a few twists in there to get that content.
1: Did you see that uh, commercial for Apple TV where John Hamm was getting mad about how many people were had their own shows on Apple TV? No, it was pretty funny. He's like flipping through the channels and he's like, he's like talking about it like he's like, oh, this one stars Samuel Jackson and this one's blah blah blah. And no, oh, look, it's him oh, and blah blah blah. And he goes, but no, John Hamm, no, John Hamm. Why do you hate me, Apple? And it was like that was their ad. It was pretty funny.
2: Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. This looks pretty good. Uh, I may I may watch this yeah. since I have Apple TV Plus. Uh, the last trailer that we got here is Shining Girls.
1: Yeah, this stars Elizabeth Moss and Philippa Sue from Hamilton. It says, Years after a brutal attack left her in a constantly shifting reality, Kirby Mazraki learns that a recent murder is linked to her assault. She teams with a veteran reporter to understand her ever-changing present and confront her past. Uh, this is also on Apple TV and is another movie in the trend of alternate realities.
2: Groundhog Day is out. That genre is out. Parallel universe, alternate reality is in, baby.
1: Yep. Where it's always Marvel setting all the trends now for genres. I think
2: they they are. This is... It's new-new genres. They're just... They're making new-new genres. A genre category.
1: This genre of art.
0: This genre of novel. This genre of game. This alliterative genre. This fantasy genre. This spooky genre. This popular genre. This six-letter
2: genre. This genre. Yep. This did not look good to me, though. I don't... I didn't care about this
0: at all.
1: No. I didn't want to watch this. uh, And it's not that, like it's the cast or anything cuz like Elizabeth Moss is in Mad Men which is one of the best shows ever made and her Invisible Man movie was real good the A24 one or was it Blumhouse one of those two uh that was real good um Philippa Sue is in Hamilton mm. she was Eliza i haven't heard of pretty much anyone else in this movie but it all, it doesn't look good
2: yeah so we don't care about this, uh, but it, we, the new, new genres is really the the talking point there. Yeah. Um, all right, well, that does it for the new, new trailers, and that brings us to the trailer mailers.
1: You've got mail. Yeah, if you remember, last week we asked, if you could have any ship from the Star Wars universe, what would it be besides the Millennium Falcon?
2: So Squid had a very simple answer, <laughs> and he just said Bantha.
1: Yeah, he asked me if he could pick an animal mountain, and I was like, yeah, sure, and so he picked a Bantha. Uh, Bridget said, definitely Jabba's party barge because it reminds me of a Chinese pirate ship, which is awesome. Yep. Uh, gonna have to get it sprayed down, though, to get rid of the smell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good luck.
1: Good luck. They, on Instagram, you said that she couldn't, and she said, not even with space bleach.
2: <laughs> <laughs> space bleach. That's good. Good stuff, Bridget. It's got to be, like, slimy, oily, at least on the Jabba's, uh, what do you call it, a throne? Is party barge thrown? A dais? Yeah. Yeah. Too much goo. (laughs) Goo. (laughs) Robo said, I'm going to go with the Sferna-class hammerhead Corvette from Rogue One. Need to move some cargo, need to run some blockades, need to take out two Star Destroyers and a shield gate. Such a good ship. He's not wrong.
1: I find Rogue One to be a very underrated Star Wars movie.
2: Yeah, I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, I love it. Uh, jay said an imperial sentinel class shuttle i would imagine this thing is already pimped out plus i could just be chauffeured wherever i want to go i like that too the bad batch have a modified shuttle like a custom customized shuttle for their ship and that's a good ship so
2: i like the shiny black floors that imperial ships have
1: yeah it goes cool with the uh, shiny white stormtrooper armor
2: yeah I i dig that aesthetic yeah
1: Mike said, the
2: Libertine, the yacht they steal in The Last Jedi, just for cruising and parties in space, and then T T-47 for them, Star Wars.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. I like how everyone wants just a party barge to to cruise around with. I'm, I'm on board with that. Elaine said, I had to look up the name, but I would want one of the big yachts. I guess I would go with the first light from Solo. Is that it? Is that Paul Bettany's ship? It's got plenty of room to have people on, but also a nice office space. At the t- it is, that's what we were talking about. The first line. Thank you, Elaine. Oh, you saved us. Yeah.
2: So Elaine, yeah, you definitely were thinking kind of like me. This almost made my list as well. So. Uh, yeah, hopefully, Dryden
1: Voss isn't on there stabbing people with vibroblades, though.
2: So. You know, I don't want that. Was did it, yeah? Were those vibroblades or were those like electrified? Because they were, weren't they red or something?
1: Yeah, they might have been like electrified. Yeah.
2: Uh, ben Mayo said, crew included, question mark? I think I'd have to go large. The executor, Darth Vader's ship, or even uh, even a Death Star, though they are frequently referred to as a space battle station, but they have warp drives. He's not wrong. It sounds like a ship to me. Well, I, I think we can't argue with you there. Yep. And now he says, if the crew is not included, I think Lando Calrissian's Lady Luck could be piloted solo. Lando always had a good taste in ships.
1: He's not wrong. Uh, I like how he included the the disclaimers about the warp drive, and because he knew that that the Death Star would be questioned as a ship by yep. me. <laughs> but yep. you know, yeah, it does. Ha- it can go in in lights. You know, it has a warp drive, so it, it is a ship. It can convey you across distances. Yep. Uh, Kevin wrote in by email of course and he says as impractical as as impractical as it would be for general travel i just can't say no to that sleek sleek a-wing and then he also said also shout out to quick Nicholas for making my swat cats reboot dreams come true a bona fide gift for me (laughs) <laughs> did quick Nicholas he, he he brought that gift yeah i think he referenced that in the like what did you want for christmas or something i i forget the context of it but there was a swat cats thing
2: yeah i can't remember anything quick mickey ever says
1: yeah plus kevin just asked for that whenever we do the reboots so i, I think he was probably just saying that quick Nicholas was acting as the santa figure here since he's yeah. getting something he asked for on the yep. podcast and now that we've explained it too much it's no longer fun <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't want to have fun you can follow us on instagram at trailer blazers podcast or you can email us like kevin did at trailerblazerspod blazers pod at gmail.com for new episode release updates you can follow us on twitter at trailer underscore blazers it'll tell you when a new one comes out do not try and contact us there we do not and will never check the notifications if you are feeling generous you can rate and review us on apple podcasts and if you leave us a five-star rating and re- review quick mickey's going to tell you what happens
0: yeah, folks, I said what they're going to do if you live that five-star rising. We're going to file a patent for a Bruce Willis android. Because think about it, folks. Bruce Willis, they still got to hire a body double to play the part, and then they put his face on that feller. But if you don't even have to pay an actor if you just got a, like an android version of Brucey. And so we can make a bunch of money because, I mean, if Bruce Willis is in these movies every week, he's got a steady line of work. And I don't know if we're going to have to pay no royalties to that fella, Bruce, but we can at least make the money from those garbage films that they're making. And, you know, you got to file for the patents because you got to do your due diligence. And that's the tip.
1: Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always... I believe you described the movie Surrogates at the beginning of that with (laughs) Bruce Willis. (laughs) For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I just want to watch The Gray Man with Ryan Gosling because he hasn't been in a movie since First Man. Happy Trailers.
2: And I'm Ben Moon, and if you eat oranges, you die.
1: and
0: welcome back folks to the video games one quarter
1: portion
2: of the show we didn't have any stuff to talk about was it the last week or two but hey we got some stuff to talk about now buddy bowie
1: yep as far as what we're playing i'm still playing mass effect 3 i'm almost at the end i'm doing the citadel dlc which i never did before but i gotta say i like the citadel dlc the best of anything in the game so far so i'm glad that i saved it for the end
2: yeah Uh, i'm still playing battlefield 2042 and uh, guardians of the galaxy Still just chipping away um we have some really big news um you know after uh, microsoft bought uh, Activision Blizzard for an enormous amount of money. I, a lot of people were saying Sony didn't... Uh, or they were looking at, like, what's Sony going to do? And Sony says they didn't do this because of that. Eh, I don't believe that. But Sony bought Bungie.
1: Yeah, so Sony bought Bungie for $3.6 billion, which is, you know, chump change to a guy like me. <laughs> chump
2: change. This this is... uh Guys... It came right on the heels of Microsoft doing this. It obviously is in response to that. I mean, maybe they had been looking at it or thinking about it and they were like, now nah, like, we just got to pull the trigger. But like, come on. Obviously, it's related to it Microsoft. Obviously, related in some way. Yeah, honestly. Um, I think this is a good move, though, um, because Bungie does, uh, there's, there's two things Bungie does really well. Well, there's three things. One is the the gunplay in Destiny is second to none. Nothing feels as good as Destiny. Nothing. Nothing.
1: Hard to argue that the
2: the, the auto aim, uh, with, you know, just playing with a controller, just the feel of the gunplay. It's it's nothing controls is good. So so Bungie knows how to do that. The other thing they know how to do is make uh, perennial content. So people still love Destiny. Missy still plays Destiny. My fr- other friends still play Destiny. It is people still play Destiny hardcore and and will play it for you know a thousand hours. Uh, and they and so they they know what they're doing there. And not everybody does. I mean, think about Anthem. BioWare may try to make Anthem, and it was kind of very yeah. Destiny-like, and they could not do it. No. So not everybody can do it. Um, so they do that really well. And they also do, I think they do lore pretty good. Like, the lore in Destiny is is pretty fun. So they can do all these things, um, and this brings us to another piece of related news, is that they are spending over a billion dollars to retain the developers at Bungie, um, because you know when when companies get bought out by other companies it's not always great i know this firsthand okay it happened to the last job i was at so it's it's not it doesn't always go great and so they are i know that they're leaving they're being very hands off with with bungee but they're also paying a lot of money to retain these developers and and, and i think it's you know it's like 1.2 or 1.5 billion dollars or something like that I think it's worth that price, honestly, because they are going to make many more billions of dollars by keeping these devs on because they know how to do these things. They know how to keep people playing and buying content.
1: Yeah. I'm not entirely sure what is going to happen with this. I have a friend who works at Bungie, and I I would very much like for her job to not be in trouble. So I hope that she's kept happy at, at this as well. Yeah. So I don't know. She's not a dev per se, but... Well,
2: apparently Bungie has nine, around 900 people that work there, and they are actively hiring. So there was immediately job postings for new positions at Bungie, and they had even said, hey, this will allow us to do things that we weren't previously able to do. So you think like, gosh, you gotta, you got 900 people that work there, and you're not able to do everything you want to do. Uh, they must have pretty big goals and dreams and so I know Sony does because I know Sony wants to take some of their properties and make uh, give them to Sony Pictures and have them make series um, movies things like that, which makes yeah. sense and especially if Halo does really well on Paramount, you know Sony's gonna want to do that, right yep um, so yeah I think uh, I think this is actually probably gonna be good in the long term just because they're gonna pump money and uh, and really give Bungie the 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 ability to do everything it wants to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that works out.
2: Yeah, hopefully it does. Uh, here, you know what? A pur- what purchase I'm not as excited about is that New York Times bought Wordle.
1: Yeah, I saw that, and I I don't play Wordle. I'm one of the eight people who don't. Uh, just because I don't I don't care. But I thought about all you guys who post your little Wordle squares all the time when I saw this, because there is no way that this is going to remain free to play for long.
2: Nope, there's no way. We all know it. It's it's It was fun while it lasted. Um, I don't know. I know that you can subscribe to New York Times like really cheap uh, by... <laughs> I think Missy even told us this, that if you subscribe and then wait a month and then when it comes, you know, renewal or what, you just be like, no, nah, I don't want to renew. And they'll be like, they'll beg you. and be like, we'll give you a year for four bucks or something like that, you know. Maybe I'll do that.
1: Yeah, it depends though if your interests in wordle is also maintained because this is kind of probably a flash in the pan app like most big apps they're fun for a couple months or something and then they're gone forever
2: yeah that's true i don't know the winner here is whoever the guy is that made wordle um that's the winner he, he's here. the winner here uh, yeah. new york times i don't know if this is gonna they may get some make some subscriptions some new subscriptions out of it uh who knows if it's going to be worth a couple million that they spent on this but yeah dude dude's now a millionaire so like good on him
1: yeah he he deserves i mean he created a thing that a lot of people enjoy and i love it uh yeah so he deserves a paycheck out of it anyway yeah
2: um we do have one new new trailer it's a story trailer for a game that we've talked about in the past that dawn of monsters
1: yeah it's a it's Kaiju versus robots the the monsters are called nephilim which uh folklorically are half angel half human uh hybrids these are just like big sword head monsters Mm -hmm. and then sort of like ultraman-esque uh robot fighters yeah
2: and the art style is very much beautiful joe did you ever play beautiful joe i never heard of it you've never heard of beautiful joe No, I've never heard of it. Tell me about it. Oh, my gosh. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It's a 2D platformer beat-em-up where you can slow down time and speed up time. Hmm. And you play as this uh, little person art-style guy named Joe. And he gets sucked into a movie like a movie screen at a theater. And he gets powers to become Beautiful Joe. And... I love the the character design, his suit, the aesthetic, the look. It was made by Clover Games, who's, that studio is not around anymore. They made Okami. Oh, okay. So this is the studio. So before they made Okami, they made Beautiful Joe and Beautiful Joe two, uh, Beautiful Joe Two. So uh, it's and I loved Okami too, but Beautiful Joe is like has a special place in my heart. I just love the aesthetic and the design um, of that of that character in that game. So the, the the art style of this game, Dawn of Monsters, looks very similar to it.
1: It's a cool art style. I like it. I like this monster game. It looks fun. Yeah, yeah.
2: So that is uh, that's really the only uh, trailer worth talking about uh, uh, here in the Vigi Games. We're still in the slow season for Vigi Games.
1: Yeah, uh, Horizon comes out soon, so there'll be a new game to play soon. Uh, but apart from that, it'll be a while. I think Forspoken comes out not too long from now. And those are the only ones on my radar.
2: Yeah. Oh, there's another little piece of news. Um, Some people are thinking that uh, Google Stadia is not going to be around much longer. Um, But Google has, on Twitter, said that's not true, that they have uh, 50 games that are available to play for free if you pay for the service each month, and that they're going to have 100 games this year. So... um, I think part of the I think part of the worry is that with all of these uh, developer studios getting bought up by like Sony and Microsoft, that they won't be able to publish games on on uh, Stadia, or you won't be able to play games on Stadia, which is a legitimate worry. Um, I my theory or my prediction is that the some of the technology that Google has utilized for Stadia will get leased out or sold to like a Microsoft or a, a Sony or something like that for their streaming services to make them better. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, That's just me speculating. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? So, um, all right, well, you got anything else?
1: Not a thing. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and hey, uh, Giant Studios, I'm for sale. I'll take $3.6 billion. You can own the rights to me. Happy Trailsers.
2: <laughs> and I'm Ben Moon, and my starter words for Wordle are either later or space.
1: Happy Trailsers.
2: This is uh, about
0: Armageddon. And
2: as we know, Armageddon is infinitely more interesting than vampires. We're done, okay, honey?